dead end stayed at the Hotel Paradises here. <laughs> this is what I, I told him as I gazed into, into his, his eyes. I fully expect you to chime in. Do it. No, that's why I'm gonna go. Do it. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, dang it. Does that mean we exercised the Ghost of Sade on accident? No. No, it was of, of, of their own volition. I mean, whatever. Their unfinished business was concluded. Yeah. He passed on while we <laughs> passed out. He, he's yeah. gone on to the great beyond. I, I don't doubt that he'll visit, though. He's going home. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be the only one who has seen... Um, clone high right no no we we've talked about this before okay good That's no don't worry sure. <laughs> it's been a long time since i've seen clone high i, th- I think it's like if, if you had to put a gun in my head and say what's your favorite show of all time which is an impossible question of course i think it, if i had to i would say clone high clone high is a safe bet i've seen it so many times and i love it so goddamn much <laughs> I gotta rewatch it. Honestly, um, I have to, I have him, Matt Holly to thank for its existence. Actually, oh, it's so good. Knowing I, knowing it exists, he showed introduced me to. It. I'm like, this is this is fucking great. I forgot how I found I found it on my own, but I, I remember it was like part of a rabbit hole. Like, oh, right. I, I found this person who worked on this thing, who worked on this thing, who worked on Clone High. It was something like that. I can't remember. Well, it's I mean, it what was it? Uh, Lord and Miller were the creators. Yeah. And- it's just I've been basically following their work ever since that because no matter what, what did they do after they did uh, the Lego Movie? Oh, damn. they did. Uh, what else? There's not a big thing they did recently. Well, they were they were the first set of directors for the solo Star Wars film, and then they got fired. Boo! And, for and, having and opinions. For, for probably for making a really fun good movie. <laughs> and then Disney was like, mm, this is too risky. And you they mean hired the solo, somewhere else. Solo movie? Yeah, the Han Solo uh, standalone. <laughs> and which, uh, after which watching. Which would have been amazing, actually. Oh, it would have been. If they, were, if they were fucking in charge of it, it would be great. But, like, I was yeah. watching that movie on a plane and went, this isn't, this isn't god awful. There's a lot here. This actually could have been really fun if it wasn't about Han Solo and it was just a thing that happened. And I bet you Lord Miller had a lot to do with that and they just did a bunch of reshoots. Mm. Oh, what are we reading today? Lord and Miller. So, We're reading The Twins Part 2 by our good friend Prasicor. Oh my god. We're reading about the four titties again. We're once again oh, returning titties. to the realm of four titties and, in a swamp. Uh, four twitties. Four twitties. Four twitties. <laughs> Twitty, oh my twi- god. Oh my god. Can that be a cleric domain? The domain of four titties? Oh, oh my god. Think, a, about yeah. it, think about it. That'd be an awesome, like offshoot cult to make to homebrew for Holy D&D. Holy shit. You know, uh, do you, uh, you know, Bisbee, you appreciate the painting of miniature figures. Oh my gosh, yes. And therefore, you probably appreciate the fact Draw that... Draw you know, all your space and marines with four titties. That's the, well, Space marines can't be women unless they're chaos marines, so I'm probably going to do that anyway. I, I, w- I was building up to that because, honestly, one of the things I really remember was when they were releasing the like the early 3.5, like, 3rd edition D&D figures. The thing that right. always sticks out to me is when they showed a, a female Knoll warrior and she had six breasts. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because she's a hyena woman. You could. You could. Yeah, so six titties. 
Also, but I feel like four is a good middle ground, so... Actually, you probably should give us a... Uh, you were going to give us a um, recap of the first uh, story. I actually remember quite... Okay, yeah. okay, I'm going to give you my recap. But the thing... Cause hold the one, on, hold cause, on. Cause there right was now, a swamp, it was dark, and there was an airplane. And they asked about, what's a foreclosure? <laughs> and Kayla laughed for like Oh, uh, I was literally just going to sum it up by going, what's a foreclosure? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I re-listened to that and I started laughing into tears again. I, I, I I'm glad you find it hilariously funny. I did not think it was that clever when I said it. But it's oh, funny when you when it like you know certain things hit certain people certain ways, and you just like found Kayla's weak spot. I, well, I, I think right. I, lanced it with an arrow. I think the funny the part Achilles is, heel. I just think the funny part is like this guy is like all saying about like these modern term, and one of the modern terms is foreclosure and just this like evil demon women with like big ass titties like going like what's a foreclosure <laughs> she can't even finish the sentence fuck off <laughs> no it's good okay so here's here's the thing so Pras, Pras did send us part two and it took a little bit for us all to get together to do this um, but and, and unfortunately Sade had to exercise himself before we could get this started so no ghost save yeah. this episode. He is somewhere in the great beyond. Probably enjoying a lot of Fujoshi trash. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing that we have to do is this is probably going to be a longer episode, but we're going to split it into two parts because even though we have only part two, Press sent us 20 pages. <laughs> I like For it. those of you that don't know, Press is very prolific yes. when yes. he sets his mind to write. Oh, yeah. And he's a very, very well, good writer. If you've heard part one, you know how good his writing wait, is. So. Wait, time out, time out. This, this story doesn't have the ending in it? No, this has the ending. This has the ending. This has the ending. It's just a 20 pages of It's a 20 page okay. part two. There's no part three. There's no part three. I'm saying for okay. us, for people listening, there's probably going to be a part three. I was about to be mm-hmm. like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Bye. No, uh, Too much. Pras is working. Tells me he's working on the third part, and uh, he, when I asked him how long he is, he's like, "You ever hear of Leo Tolstoy?" Oh my god! <laughs> it's gonna Who's make War and Peace look like The Stranger. <laughs> Wait, time out. There is a third. Any, part. any, no, no, no there's no he, majors out there. David's fucking with you. He's there's no third part. Well, it's uh, working. Good. I'm glad my. <sighs> how long was the first part? Not, the first part wasn't that long. How many pages was the first part? I Honestly, it was around ten. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, long at all. It's like ten pages, so we're probably gonna read about ten pages and then read the well, last. Well, why didn't he make this into two parts? Why didn't he make? Don't question parts? his methods. I have questions. I have many, <laughs> well, many questions because no, we're gonna end up reading this in three parts. Having healthy, having healthy questions is good going into this because we're gonna need to be asking Prass these questions. Prass asks for a critique, and by God, we're gonna give him one. Prass trilogy, trilogy. <laughs> Everything is in trilogies. Break something up into equal parts. Quadrilogy. Septilogy. Although unless I'm you're sure. the unless you're the Marvel universe, and then you're whatever G. Then then you're a uh oh what's the term now? You're a cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah, I that is I think cinematic universe does need to be a unit of measurement going forward. Yeah. Hey, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Everyone will be able to understand what you mean by it. It's like it's like oh it's gonna be a cinematic universe long sip of beer. We had a cinematic universe on UCA for a little while. Bisbee wants to see a B- Invisible Man. By the way, he wants to see that. That does okay. look okay. Okay, the good. new one doesn't look like it's part of that dark cinematic universe bullshit. It looks like it's just its own. Well, yeah, thing. because it didn't work. 
Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been. Thank the gods it didn't, because that was a terrible idea. But yeah, no, I'm going to watch it probably this weekend. Oh, cool. Where's where's it being released? It's on uh, Prime. Okay. I, I put it on my, I said, hey, let me know when this is available for streaming, and I just got that notification yesterday, so I'm going to watch it before I have to pay for it. So I turned off our Prime because I was like, we're not doing anything with it. Literally the only thing we watched on it was Good Omens. So. Oh, bro, I watch, if I had to have one streaming service, it would be Prime, because I only keep Netflix around for Neo Yokio in Castlevania, and I only keep Hulu around for I forgot Bob that Burgers, there's a third season of Castlevania. Yeah. I need to watch that. Same, same. But, like, if I didn't know that, I would have turned it off and then just turned it back on for that and then turn it off again, which is probably what I'm going to do. Probably. Because Prime at least serves multiple functions. Uh, and man. also I need to watch The Expanse. I almost don't want to read the story anymore. I just want to talk about random streaming shit with you. <laughs> 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 Who needs uh, Sorry, press. This episode has been hijacked by uh, the, the major streaming corporations of the world. Nah, we owe it to them. We owe nah, it no. to them. No, I'm we're going to. We're going to. Just... But, but honestly, The Dark Crystal... It's really oh, good. So good. Also, anyway, what have I done? What have I done? What's our reading order? Oh yeah, I don't know. Our... I, I, well, I just started it with what have I done? Alphabetically. Alphabetically. Uh, Alphabetically. Uh, by by first name or last name? Wait, because that wait that makes it more complicated. Well, we, because we have you and I now have the same last name. I could do my maiden name. You know what? No, okay. Uh, let's go. Uh, we'll go Abysme. And then I'm thinking it in my head, and then, and, then, and then I, I will go. Uh, Paprika, and then Kayla. Coolio. Okay. No, wait, no, it should be Maybe Kayla, then Paprika. It would go Kayla, yeah. then Paprika. Abysme, David, Kayla, Paprika. Perfect. This episode, by the way, is brought to you by Einstock, uh, Icelandic White Ale. Um, Ooh, I've had that. I, yeah, I've it's, had that. It's, it's good. It's good. So uh, cheers, everybody. If you're not drinking, that's okay. We are doing it for you. Cheers. I and currently have sick, hope you survive it. Um, I currently have Nick Offerman edition Lagavulin scotch, which is actually pretty <laughs> nice. damn good. All right. This video this video, what am I what am I saying? Hey, hey, in other news, I want to get this right off. Prass oh, yeah. is Prass is beating his head against a wall like I like get on with it. <laughs> uh, this episode is not sponsored by Einstock, but hey, we are putting UCA and Midnight Marinara back on YouTube just just, just to spite the machine, and we're Woo. doing that through the Creative Horror YouTube channel, so just making that, uh, putting that out there for all and sundry. Uh, if you want to go back and look up all the old episodes, they're gradually being re-uploaded there for those of you who don't want to listen to it, either of those shows in podcast form. Well, at least Midnight Marinara is... Right. Well, for Undercooked Analysis, we're only uploading everything from the Disney Pasta Challenge on just because we want to avoid anybody coming out going, that's mine, copyright claim, strike, you know, because we're getting express permission from everybody who is submitting stories to read the stories, or we're really carefully adhering to guidelines of previously established stories, such much like the uh, the, the stuff with the SAP Foundation, which make very, have very clear, concise guidelines about how to uh, use their content with fair use. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah, they're, I wish more people would do that. They are really good about that, mm. and I, I give them props for that. Spite the Machine is my indie emo shoegaze folk cover band of Rage the Machine. <laughs> Abby, uh, we got into Albany fairly late at around a little after midnight. I absentmindedly wheeled Jeffrey through the gate and then out to pick up. My mother's 2007 black sedan was nowhere in sight. It remained that way for nearly two hours, even as I repeatedly called and texted her. 
Meanwhile, Jeffrey's pain was acting up again, and they had to rush to find a place to get him some water so he could take his meds. When I returned, I saw Jeffrey struggling to get himself into the backseat of Mom's car, alone. Spilling half the water, I ran over to assist him. Once he was laid down in the back with the pillows to rest his head, I put away our luggage and his chair in the trunk, then sat down in the passenger seat. Wow. Mm, so this is, we're still we're still in the perspective of the the woman who was near, who was writing the letter at the beginning of the first part because mm-hmm. originally that was an epistolary thing she just wrote a really really long letter now Which I we're, really liked I did like that too yeah so now we've we're we're in a we're in uh we're in her recounting this in the you know past tense uh first person. Is, is, Jeffrey was the man she was writing to. That's her husband. Jeffrey's her husband, and he's suffering from a rare form of cancer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had fallen asleep, she said. I'm not used to staying up so late. You know that. I usually go to bed around 9 or 10. That's why I didn't see your messages. She didn't look at us. She didn't apologize. Ooh. It, <laughs> it took another hour or so to get back to her house, by which point I was entirely exhausted. I spent the whole latter part of the flight contemplating what I had to do while in Arietta, and it filled me with growing a growing anxiety. But rest would have to wait until I could get to Jeffrey into bed. He needed help undressing, showering, br- brushing his teeth, and taking his meds. That took another hour just by itself. By the time I was finally able to collapse into bed in the guest room, it was already almost four in the morning. I thanked my lucky stars that Jeffrey and I... Ooh, capitalize that I... <laughs> I, 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 it's it's still really good writing so far. Yeah. I, I have to be picky somewhere. We we're gonna be picky. It's what happens. Yeah, I uh, had no responsibilities the next day, and we're free to sleep as long as we needed. I why is there a big space? I don't know. Punctuation. Yeah, I guess because time passed. Page no, break. I maybe, think that's a mistake. Maybe it must have been a page break. Uh, I dreamed of him again. His face was still hidden in shadow, but he was closer to me. And I could hear his voice more clearly. Twisted trees sprouted from the ground around us, curling and winding in angles and directions that looked unhealthy. It shouldn't be possible to recognize someone you've never met, but I knew who this was. This was Simon Ainsworth, the only man known to have ventured into the bog of e- bog east of old era Arietta and returned. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he, what, okay, so he went in... And save the town from, like, a plague or something? Yes. yes. Yep. And then died way later? No. No. He disappeared. He he okay. basically sold his soul to the, um... To the four titties. And bargain with the four titties. Yeah. Okay. So, t- in Warhammer, there's the uh, cult of the four-armed emperor. <laughs> uh-huh. Which is part of the Gene Stealer uh, faction, which is a bunch of... The Gene Stealer cults are just these infested humans who praise these... Lovecraftian space bugs that want to devour all life. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds, a, sounds about par for the course. Yeah, yeah. And one of them is called the Cult of the Four-Armed Emperor, and I'm just, I want to make my own homebrewed cult of Court of the Four Titties. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, there we go. There we yeah. go. I did this. Just change some Warband banners and you're good. Very easy. Yeah. Uh, where were we? I'm sorry. Oh, here we are. Ah. He spoke. That, but I think it's you. Don't. Oh, I go first, right? Yeah, yeah. He spoke in a voice that sputtered like a sick engine and groaned like aged metal being pushed to its limits. You are close. I like that sentence a lot. Mm-hmm. He sputtered like a sick... That's a good That's a good descriptive Imagery. Thing. It's just yeah. all the imagery that Prass uses is great. Yeah, no. Yeah, I've, I've always... Damn, Prass. Okay, ready? Here's mine. Okay. 
I know. Are you afraid? I am. He said nothing for a while. Instead, I heard an awful scuttling sound, as if a thousand giant spiders were scurrying past me in the shadows. That's we've that's that was in the previous story, right? Spiders are a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So this is a motif. Um, come to the marsh. He will be spared. I will. <laughs> I said. I don't know why I said that like a pirate. Come to the marsh. He will be spared. <laughs> <laughs> when you're also oh. when your boat stops, please be stepping out to your right. <laughs> in the last in the last story, didn't didn't she like ask for him to be spared? Well, she was she was plan her plan was to go to the marsh. Um, and yeah, she was she was on the plane over. That's where they're going to Arietta, right? Because she's gonna so, go to the marsh and, and beg the twins to save uh, Jeffrey. So does right, she write but, that letter and hasn't given it to Jeffrey yet? Not yet, because she hasn't gone to the marsh yet. Okay. Wait, okay. so now she's being told to the marsh to go to the marsh even though she was already going to the marsh. She's having a dream about she's having a dream I think what's happening is either this is actually Simon Ainsworth reaching out to her now that she's close or right. she's just now that she's close her conscience is conjuring this dream of like oh maybe this will this will really work. She doesn't seem afraid, you know? Oh, oh yeah, okay. I get what you're saying. So it might be in her own head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So far it's a, it's a dream. This, this is, is definitely a dream. Well, it could, it could like, it could not be. We that, don't really know. It's fun. not exactly stated. If she has her like little Ray Kylo Ren relationship, that'd be fun. For <laughs> uh-huh. Skype call. Then again, she she here's the thing. She she and Simon Ainsworth have one other connection. They, she also came back from the Mars. She also encountered the twins. But oh, right. that's right. It was a different way. That's why she has a connection Wait, to it. Because they. What was what did she get out of it again? What did she get out of going to the Mars? She didn't get anything out of it except now that she believes she now believes the twins are real. So, basically, oh, basically okay. when she ran away when she was twelve, she went into the marsh and she's basically. So witness the twins and everything. And she they saw them said in... that she was not ready or something. She was too yeah. young. Yeah. Yes. And okay. she was able to escape and leave. Right. And then now she's gone back to her hometown uh, and she plans to go to the marsh to help save her husband. Right. So. I got you. So this is, I guess. So basically the, the, the secretary of the twins is Simon Ainsworth. That he's just like. <laughs> Yeah, your appointment's good. You can come into the back office. They're willing to see you about foreclosures. <laughs> it's actually about my uh, father, uh, my father's kid, my husband's cancer. Really? Oh, we we deal with real estate. We don't deal with uh, and 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 uh, equal equity loans. We don't deal. With <laughs> <laughs> but they'll tell you they can cure cancer just to make that deal, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, they're, 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 the twins are like used car salesmen. They will go to any lengths to sell you on... Look, oh, here, if it... you want to refinance your bankruptcy, then maybe we can do <laughs> Is it my turn to read? I yes. think it's actually... I, I just read, I know, oh, I will, so I think it's no. Kayla. Yes, Kayla. It looked for a second like he was falling to pieces. Big chunks fell off his face and plopped onto the ground at his... Oh, ew. But I looked more closely and saw that these pieces were actually frogs. Do- oh my goodness! Mm. Dozens of frogs and toads held by something, un- some unknown force in the shape of a man. A dark gray mist fell over my eyes, obscuring everything from you. Oh, that is a good image. Cool. So he, like, and so when like, he blinked, like he was in Ravenloft. Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Ooh. Are I be made of frogs? Was was Davy Jones made of? I know he's he's a squid man. He was a squid man, but like all the people in 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 the all the pirates are made of things. They're oh, made of like true. shells and barnacles and shit. Oh, that's right. 
I was thinking of for for a split second. I was thinking of Tia Dalma. You know when she like rocks out and then turns into crabs. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> crabs. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like that sequel that much, but there were little parts of it that were really good. Yeah. That was one. Yeah. Of them. Yeah. Like I really liked that visual. It was really good. I, I, I it kind of makes sense that, that as men rot, they would be taken over by the sea if they're like in the sea a lot. Kind of like makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful unlife that gets slowly absorbed by its surroundings. Yeah, I heard a. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Yes. I heard a raspy, scratching voice from somewhere in the fog soon. It said with a reverberate, rever, rever, reverberating echo. Soon. Future David, I want you to put reverb and echo on soon. I, uh, future David will be happy to oblige. Yikes, that was really scary. There we go. There, yeah, we there go. it is. Uh, I woke up at around 12.30 in the afternoon. It took me a few seconds to realize where I was. Jeffrey was still asleep beside me, which was no surprise at all. Sleep is one of the easiest ways for him to deal with the pain, not to mention the depression. Capital D on the depression. Um, He's literally being haunted by the manifestation of depression. (laughs) I can tell. It's the 1940s again. Oh, no. (laughs) All the world's rejected since depression came our way. Jeffrey suffered from depression. That's got to be lowercase d, right? That should be. It it might be intentional to have the cap. Well, I don't know. I assume it should be lowercase d, but maybe maybe he's doing uppercase d for a reason. I don't know. I could could see both. Uh, Even before he was diagnosed with whatever kind of bone cancer he has, but it's only gotten worse since then. In the colder months, he wakes up for only a few hours in the evening to have dinner and watch something on Netflix with me before going back to bed. He only does that during the colder months? So he literally (laughs) just wakes up to Netflix and chill? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> that's terrible um on my part honestly i went into the kitchen to find that mom had already was already gone she left no note or text leading me to believe it was something unimportant like going to visit her friends this left me by myself more or less which is what i wanted i needed to plan how i was going to proceed with my insane desperate plan to save jeffrey from a short life filled with nothing more than anguish the first major step was to prepare for the journey itself. I'm such a bitch. I will hand it to, I think that they've, I think Prass has actually suitably set up just how, not without even having to say that much, just how miserable Jeffrey's existence has to be that this woman is willing to basically sell her soul to yeah. four titties in order to, you know, save his life. So. It reminds me a lot of um, when you guys had me on for the, uh, oh God, I'm blanking on the term now. Uh, the judges' um, honorable mentions for the uh, Disney pasta contest. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Talos's story. Yeah, we read the one, and like oh. it, it expressed so much heartbreak and sorrow in almost like zero words about just having a husband who was um, a vet dealing with PTSD. Yeah. Like it's just just so much packed into so little, and you just have to stop and just like clutch your chest in anguish. But yeah, yeah, I'm definitely getting vibes of that, which is a very, very high praise because I love that story. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, props to Talos again for writing a really cool, really yeah. darn, damn cool story, yeah. too. Um, is it? I think I just. So. It would be me if you had. Yeah, uh, yeah you just read. Yeah. Um, I didn't want Jeffrey to know anything about my plan. Not until not until I was gone. That thought alone was enough to make me grasp my face with enough to make me grasp my face with clawing fingers and silently weep cold tears. Mm, 
I am. How how doesn't Jeffrey like need care? Not if he's asleep. Uh, okay. And then also like if she, if she's gonna go over. She she's yeah. probably convinced it's gonna work because if she sacrifices herself to save him, she he won't need care anymore. He'll be like, I'm cured, and he'll jump out of bed like Grandpa. Well, yeah, Joe. but like she's just gonna leave him there. Yeah, and that's and go what. Go on this trip. Oh, okay. Is he, is he, yeah. Is she, or is she waiting for her mom to come back, or is that? I think she's planning how to do this. Well, let's see what yeah. it says. Let's see what the rest of the paragraph says. Okay. Although the one thing I didn't like is enough to make me grasp my fing- face with clawing fingers. That's a little. It, the, some places I think that the really descriptive language, which is one of Prass's strengths, actually comes in really well. Here it's a little iffy, but yeah. that's okay. You, yeah. That could be shortened a little. Uh, I resigned myself to the fact that whether the twins would be able to cure Jeffrey or not, there was no reason to think I would ever leave the marsh. At best, I would be permitted to return briefly to say goodbye to Jeffrey and point him in the direction of my letter, but it was also entirely possible that I would never leave that wretched swamp. But I shook away the despair with a few deep breaths and thought about what I would need. I had brought hiking boots and hid them deep underneath the clothes in my suitcase in case they would raise Jeffrey's suspicions. What I couldn't bring was a big enough source of light to take with me into the marsh. I remember how I remembered how feeble my flashlight had been when I went, first went there. I was determined not to be so helpless again. Time was on my side, and for that part at least, not only would I be bringing a more powerful source of light, but I would leave in the morning, making the most use of the... Of, um, oh, use of the available sunlight. That was going to be my question. Like, yeah. why would you have to go at night? In addition, this was a summer, close to the first day, in fact. I would have light for far longer than I did when I was when I last entered the marsh during the autumn. Still, I didn't want to take any chances. I don't know how far into the, uh, into the marsh, oh, into the valley the twins are, and it could be hours before I even reached the halfway point. I went into the town to pick up a 4,000 lumen high-power LED spotlight. It passed the test when I turned it on in the basement. Well, I'm blind. I don't think that it was necessary to say it was a 4,000 lumen high-power LED spotlight. Why not? Uh, I, I didn't you could just say I, that. I just went and... T- yeah, you would be. It just... <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it was sufficient enough to say I went and picked up a, um, a sufficiently powerful... Um, uh, spotlight i like that though i just kind of i actually kind of actually kind of like it too it breaks up everything that comes before it you know the this person got way more than they needed that's that's what he's saying and i get that i don't know for me it was just a little jarring but that's just me subjective Mm -hmm. uh Tomorrow would be the day. I took the rest of the afternoon to relax and calm my nerves. I didn't want to forget about the task completely, or else I'd have to mentally prepare myself all over again. But I sat down at the table and sipped coffee while reading some of my favorite books on Amazon Cloud, mostly fluffy romance novels and one hilariously dumb book about a giant prehistoric shark. (laughs) Mom came home around six and found me there on my third coffee. She just stood and looked at me for a second and said, Where's Jeffrey? He's in the guest room, I said. He's awake, but he's resting. He's just resting. He's just pining for the fjords. <laughs> I'm making dinner now, she said without any prompting. Chicken sausage. It'll be ready in about 20 minutes if, if either of you want any. I wanted to roll my eyes. Mom, Jeffrey's a vegetarian. She stopped and just kind of looked stupidly at me for a second. They eat chicken, don't they? She asked. <laughs> God what's, damn uh, it. What's, what's that movie with the line, your mother's a bitch? 
<laughs> oh, oh, yeah. um, oh, oh, um, oh, the house oh. by the cemetery? No, uh, no, yeah, it's, like, oh, it's the one with the terrible Kathy or something. No, um, I know what you're talking about. Kathy's yeah. curse. Kathy's yeah, curse. curse. Your mother's, mother's a, a bitch. bitch. Kayla and I will quote that to each other a lot. Just we'll turn to each other. We'll look at. I'll look at Gracie. <laughs> yes, you will. Except I realize that's not true of you. I'm mostly talking about her actual biological mother because yes, oh, yeah, she that. would be a bitch. Yeah, your, your mother's, mother's a bitch. bitch. It's it's one thing I want to say in public and you can't because no one has that context. It has to be with that exact. So it has to be with that exact cadence though. It's so funny. It's so. Your mother's a funny. bitch. Your I mother's mean, a I bitch. Do, to break the 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 joke rhetoric here, reverie here, whatever. Um, I mean, if you have cancer and like you're in the shit, like, and you, I mean, you probably like if he's not doing chemo, right? This didn't say whether he was doing chemo. I don't. I don't recall. recall. I, I just remembered, like, basically, he this he, he has no hope right now. Okay, so he probably isn't doing chemo. But, like, I imagine if you have cancer, like, so there's probably certain foods that you can and can't eat already. And with a vegetarian diet, you're just restricting yourself further. Well, right, but oh, he is... also might want to hold on to his principles. Who knows? Right. Like no, I was like... saying, like, if, you, if, you're a, if you're a strict vegetarian because you love animals and you don't even want to break that even when your your life's on the line. Well, and yeah. it, it, no, this is actually completely true. You actually do have to have a healthier diet. It's actually much more blander um, when you have cancer. <laughs> it's sad that I know this. Um, yeah. But um, vegetarian, for the like most part, covers all the healthy stuff. Like, mm-hmm. all you just, like, not eating meat doesn't like do anything right. to harm that. Okay. Well, but that's fair though, because like for example, when this when this whole COVID nineteen thing came about, Kayla and I were sitting here like we've been trying to do this rent this rent. What am I saying? Lent. We're not Lent. No, we're not gonna pay rent because everything. Sorry. Um, no. Uh, what we were doing Lent. Not that we're religious. It's just that we wanted to challenge ourselves to see if we could go forty days without certain things. I gave up. All red meat. Kayla gave up uh, refined sugar, mm-hmm. basically. Nice. Oh, good luck with that. Oh, no, I quit. I quit. <laughs> yeah. That was, that's the punchline. We quit. Oh, no. Because we got on lockdown, and we're like, well, we yeah. have very few joys other than sitting around watching, playing video games, reading books, playing more video games. You know, we're not, it's not like we're sad, but like one night, especially last night, I was just like, do you want to go get some ice cream? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and so we went and got ice cream, and it was amazing. Dude. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So, not, that I, not that I ever really want kids, but I'm going to tell my nephews and nieces at some point, yeah, you don't know what real pain is. I had to go through COVID-19. I sat at home on my ass playing video games a lot. <laughs> you know, our ancestors who suffered from the Great Depression, they didn't have to deal with the hardships we did today. Oh, no Dust Bowl ever compared I had to turn off Twitter for 30 weeks because it was just too annoying. I sat on my cat, uh, my couch for. <laughs> <laughs> I sat on my cat. I mean, yeah. back in my day, we sat on our cats for entertainment. <laughs> I sat on my couch for 10 hours uphill both ways. <laughs> uh, oh, gallows humor. Anyway, I had to watch Netflix in the snow. <laughs> Voluntarily, I just did that. <laughs> for for oh. seven hours. <laughs> who? who oh, oh, I think it was. I think I just read the last one because it was. Um, oh, uh, mom. Mom. Or, was uh, it? Was it? Oh no! You. They each. I did. It. Oh, you did. And then yeah. you say you didn't. You did you say the next line? 
Uh, I don't think they were. No, you didn't. Yeah. No, it wasn't me. I'm making dinner now. That was I said or yeah, I, I did I did they eat chicken, don't me, don't they? She asked. Okay. So that's you. Okay. Some dough some dough. Jeez. Some dough. Some do, I said. He doesn't. I, well she, I mean the type okay. He's being sarcastic. She's okay. clearly being sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um she turned away towards the fridge. Well, there's some stuff in here for sal- for a salad if you want. She'll never t- uh she never took any of that stuff out. Uh she never took any of that stuff out, so I can only assume she implied he make it himself. I wasn't feeling very hungry. Oh, okay, mm. so her mom is kind of terrible. Yeah. Did, didn't she she did run away from home as a kid. And yeah. that already implied yeah. some uh some um you know, based on what we read, that implied a, a rocky relationship between her and her mother anyway. So uh, yeah. she turned away from, uh, from the she turned away. Oh, no, toward... no, we read that. Oh, God damn it. Instead of a... sharing in mom's chicken sausages, I went into the guest room and found Jeffrey lying in bed watching an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> that should be capitalized. He was laughing weakly as I entered. There you are, he said, smiling at me. What have you been doing all day? Uh, nothing much, I said. Just enjoying not having to do anything after yesterday. Ugh, tell me about it, Jeffrey said. Yesterday was a nightmare. I'm just glad we don't have any layovers at, on the flight home. Straight to Portland, sweet and simple. The mention of our return journey forced me to take a deep breath to keep in the tears. I moved over to the bed and crawled in beside him, holding his bony fingers in mine. Everything from his sagging skin to his skeletal frame to his wispy hair made Jeffrey seem so much older than he really was. Everything except for his eyes. They shone blue as light from the TV danced off their vibrant surfaces. I moved close to him, and he put his arm around my shoulders. Aww. Mm-hmm. Damn. Are you all right? He asked me. Just cold, I lied. Hold me. He did, long past the point where we both fell asleep. Aww. The feels. The feels. Abyss me. Notice how he asked, are you all right? Oh. I, I am not getting into this with you right <laughs> should, should, should I leave? Should we leave? <laughs> leave your own call and your own podcast so we can have this out. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time I duck oh. out in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> well, you usually duck out when you're like frustrated with something. You're like, I'm done. That's it. I'm done. Throw my arms up. Walk away. Uh, I set an alarm for 7 a.m. the next morning. It woke both of us up. Do you have plans, Jeffrey asked, somewhat dazed from being woken up unexpectedly? I have to go get a foreclosure. (laughs) I've got to go talk to my mortgage. I do. I'm meeting one of my old high school teachers in town for breakfast. This was the same thing I told my mom when she asked what I was doing up so early. And it was half true. I was going into town for breakfast, a big breakfast to keep my strength up for the journey, especially since I had gone to sleep without dinner. Oh, okay, he said with a yawn. He put his head back down the pillow and said, have a nice time, honey. Uh-huh. Thank- sorry, hey. <laughs> Your turn. I, I, was, I, was, I was drifted, I was like, ah, and then Kayla poked me. Thanks, I said weakly. I printed out the note from my laptop and laid it on the very bottom of Jeffrey's suitcase. It didn't come back. If I didn't come back, then he'd find it after the second day of my absence and learn the truth. Dun, dun, dun. Mom wasn't happy about me borrowing the car. She said that she needed it for a haircut at three. I pointed out that if I was just going for breakfast, then I'd be back with plenty of time to spare. She nevertheless persisted in her reluctance before finally giving in. God, what a 
bitch. Nevertheless, she persisted. <laughs> That's a way to put that in the negative context. After mm-hmm. nearly stuffing myself with eggs, Benedict, pa- bacon, toast, and coffee at the Angry Egg down on Main Street. <laughs> I is, love that name. That's I love, a great name. I, I love that name, too. That is an amazing name for a diner. Angry this Egg. Pissed off egg. I love it. <laughs> Uh, Why didn't you call it pissed off egg? Because it wouldn't fly in advertising. Yeah. <laughs> I came back and parked the car in the driveway, grabbed my flashlight, and walked the few blocks to Otter Lake, taking the trail eastwards. Just, okay, just uh, just the flashlight, nothing else? Nope, fuck everything else. Uh, actually, I was going to say eastwards does not need to be capitalized. She's not expecting to come back, so... Eastwards? Oh, doesn't need to be capitalized? Um, shouldn't be capitalized, I think. Uh, I have a feeling Prouse is trying really hard to be proper, because I noticed he italicized uh, The Simpsons. I'm just wondering. Well, no, that's correct. That is Is correct. Yeah. Although he should have capitalized the for The Simpsons. The T. No, 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 I get that that's correct, but he seems to be trying. He is. Oh, for sure. Again, Prass is a competent writer, and he knows what he's doing. And like anybody else, when they're writing, right. there's going to be a to little... To some extent, who cares if The Simpsons is a tell? I, a tell- I do. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> he could have wrote... It's my, it's my job written... to care about details like that, so could, I do. He could have written The Family Simp, and we would have been like... <laughs> Simpin. <laughs> the son of Simp. The Simpan. <laughs> March. At first, I tried to delude myself into thinking that I was simply out for a pleasant nature walk in the morning. This could be any trail in the Northeast. For a while, this almost worked, but it, evapor- it evaporated the instant I saw the sign. I stopped for a second, and as it came into view, as, it, as if stunned by the reality of what I was doing, I breathed out through my nose and forced myself forwards. I stared at the harsh lines carved into the surface of the wooden sign, waiting for them to be close and clear enough for my mind to form words out of them. I don't know why exactly, but I almost felt as if they were spelling out some something different from when I had last come, but the feeling passed. Blech. It said the exact same thing it had said before as it had for hundreds of years. Ooh, blue. <laughs> <laughs> No. No. Memories of that horrible story flood back. Uh, Okay. Turn back, for here lie forever the dead and the damned. I can hear that in uh, Mike from Twin Peaks' voice. (laughs) Except there was something different, not on the sign itself, but at the base of the pole, hiding it, holding it up. I don't know what I thought it was at first: a piece of trash, a rock, a mass of mold. But lying just inches from the signpost was the stiff, lifeless body of a cat. Gross. Oh, no. Oh, that's an uncomfortable. Kitty. It was covered in dark gray fur, made all the darker by the fact that it was wet. The body was almost completely intact, save for the fact that the spine had been bent in an unnatural S shape. And one of the paws was bent backwards to a painful degree. Streaks of blood covered its face. Its eyes were open in an expression of fury, and it stank like rancid beef. Yay, dead cat. <laughs> That's the part where her mom comes over her shoulder and goes, do vegetarians eat cats? <laughs> I put I that put in the chicken. This, oh my gosh. This was Winston, the cat that I had owned as a child and had been... What? What? Damn. And had been hit by a truck the same year I first ventured into the marsh. Except, cat cemetery reference. Except 
that it couldn't be Winston. Winston was buried in Mom's backyard next to her chrysanthemums. This is a coincidence. Mm-hmm. More to the point... Pet Cemetery reference. Pet Cemetery. More to the point, Winston couldn't be anything more than bones by now after decades worth of decomposition, and yet it looked exactly like him, right down to the patch of white fur on his chest. Of course, the sight of any dead cat is enough to spark upset anyone with a working heart. <laughs> well said. <laughs> And those feelings were only exacerbated by the strangeness of the situation. What was a house cat doing out here in the middle of the woods? Even strays like this, even strays like to stick close to town. What what had killed it? It didn't look like it had been mauled by a coyote or fisher or something like that. It looked as if it had been struck by a car, not run over so much as hit and then sent careening back onto the pavement. And so the eerie similarities grew. I don't want to be buried in a pit. Cemetery. Don't wanna live my life again. Uh, 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 uh. You will see things in the bog and you will hear things. They are not real. They are shadows and dreams and they cannot hurt you. But if you heed them, then harm of some sort will befall you. Thank- <laughs> Who said that? Where did that come from? <laughs> oh, uh, I forgot to introduce our special guest, uh, Madam Eva. What? She'll be telling our fortunes tonight. <laughs> As I cough and everybody's like, oh no, you have the Corvid plague. <laughs> you have the Corvid yeah. plague. People treat you differently when you cough now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not that I have. But no, seriously, who said that? I think it was in a dream in the last part. Yeah, wasn't it like in... Oh, didn't she like, ha- had this story told to her at like a... Oh, okay. It's yeah. Slumber yeah, this is a slumber party. Yeah, was, yeah. Is it my turn to read? Uh, yeah, yes. Well, okay, well, I'm about to find out the answer to my own dumb question. Maybe it was because he had visited me so many times in my dreams. But for whatever reason, Ainsworth's warning words came to me in that exact moment. I had never known precisely what he had meant by this until that moment. So I looked away and took a deep breath in through my mouth and out through my nose. What would happen if I dared to touch the carcass? Would it crumble to dust? Would my fingers go right through it like a ghost? It didn't matter either way. I would ignore it. I would not allow the twins to have this one, this power over me. So the cat is an illusion. Possibly. Big cat. Not yeah. going to bother finding out. Uh, it's I, a test. The cat is the first, dead cat is the first test. I found it interesting <laughs> you added the whole, like, uh, breathe in through the nose out, or uh, breathe in through your mouth out through your nose, or no, it's... Should be out through the nose and uh, well, no, no, into no, the, the nose, nose out through the mouth. mouth. But it makes, no, it makes sense here because you don't want to breathe in the smell of the dead cat, right? If you think about it. Uh, you could just turn away. If you're not inhaling through your nose, you can't smell it as well. Yeah, because uh, the idea of like getting rid of stress is to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. That's supposed to help you like calm down. Okay, I, yeah. And it says, so I looked away, meaning that she turned away from the thing. So yeah, it should be in the nose, out through the mouth. Yeah, but maybe... Whatever. That didn't matter. It's also maybe, yeah, I, I kind of like what David's saying. That he's try- she's, he, she's trying not to breathe in the rancid... Mm-hmm. No rancid for me, please. All right. I pressed on to the remains of old Arietta, coming at last to the back of the town and the path leading into the forest. I've had a few moments in my life when I've returned to something that I hadn't seen since I was little and found that it looked so much smaller in adulthood. But that's not what happened with the forest. The trees had grown with me in the intervening years, and if anything, they looked even larger than when I was 12. At the very least, they were just as imposing, casting their shadows over me in the late morning light. It took all of my strength of will to take that first step into the forest. Ooh. 
Mm. Once again, it's not as if there was any instant change in my surroundings. The twins recognized no solid border, but I was nonetheless surrounded by a forest world that was so much more alive than the last time I had entered. Back then, it was late autumn, and the forest was starting to go to sleep for the coming winter. Not this time, though. Not this time. It's fiction. It's made up. Not this time. The forest is fake, too. The forest is lie. It's a the forest is frake. <laughs> uh, not this time though. In the midst of the warm summer air, the woods were awake and eager. At every turn, there were shrubs and ferns, bushes covered in flowers in full bloom, and trees that ranged from humble saplings to proud giants standing at full attention. Their fat trunks adorned with coverings of moss and lichen. Plants mingled with one another in dense layers, and in a way I have never seen anything else. The tangled canopy above filtered out most of the sunlight, casting the forest floor with a dark green hue. It was almost as if I was looking at what forests used to be like before human beings warped them for their own purposes. This is so good. This is really good. Oh, God. that I, I, I didn't know that that's what lichen was spelled like. I always thought that was lichen, and I always wondered whenever I read that in a book. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to do that too, actually. So, you know, sometimes it, it, it happens throughout your life. You see certain words written and you never think about how they're pronounced. You just kind of get an idea in your head. Oh, yeah. You know? That happens quite a bit to me as well. Like, it's like, oh, it's pronounced this way. I read it. Didn't know it was pronounced that way. So, next time you get bit by a werewolf, don't tell anybody you have lichenthropy. <laughs> Nerd. Thank you. It was a much louder place than last time as well. Birds were singing from every other branch, fitting about in dark streaks that I caught briefly before they disappeared. Cicadas hissed. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> a sound that is so quintessent... Quintessent... Quintess- <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> wow, I cannot say this. Quintessentially. Quintessentially, wow. <laughs> I'm like, why am I not thinking of the word? Damn. But greatest of all were the frogs. Last time it had just been the peepers, but now they were joined by a symphony of different species. Bullfrogs hummed, toads and tree frogs trilled, a twanging sound like someone pulling strings on a banjo marked the green frogs. Mmm. Cool. Yeah. I can imitate. Banjo playing frogs. Oh my goodness. Maybe. I told Br'er Rabbit not to go that way. <laughs> you know? Wait, the first thing you didn't think of was maybe we'll find it. Oh. <laughs> Too easy. Too easy. No, I, I went with Splash Mountain because I'm going to marry your dad, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I went the other way, but let's not go that way. Oh, fair enough. But more than the sight of the trees or the sound of the animals, I could feel something. The only time I've ever felt anything similar is when I wore braces. Back when I could feel an odd tingling sensation any time there was a thunderstorm, as the metal of my braces conducted the electricity charged in the air. No. Uh, the electrically charged air. Uh, this was similar, but more powerful and less restricted. My whole body felt as if some kind of strange force was enveloping it, with the same heaviness you feel on an, on an exceptionally humid day. Nature had never felt so tangible as it had under those trees. It was so much more than a meaningless abstract worship by hippies and used to pebble, pedal, pebble, uh, pedal expensive food items. In this place, nature was alive and it was hungry. By the way, that is complete bullshit. I had braces for four years. That shit never happened. You're never in a dry thunderstorm? Um, No, like... Whenever there was anything electrical or anything, that never affected my teeth or anything of that nature. 
Like, I don't remember it ever fucking with my teeth either, honestly. But yeah. I was never around many a thunderstorm though. Yeah, so. seriously, I never had braces. Oh so. no, I, I had braces when I went to like Arizona and shit, and there were thunderstorms okay. there. So yeah, never happened. Like, yeah. it's still it's a nice east- visual. Yeah, it's a good visual. Yeah, thing. maybe it's an East Coast thing. It's not East Coast thing. <laughs> it's just I think yeah, electricity in your braces is a, in your braces is an East Coast thing. Yeah, that's yes. thank you. It's an East, it's an East Coast, Coast thing. thing. Electricity in your braces is an East Coast thing. Oh, fuck's sake. Um, it was so radically Wait, is it my turn? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. It was so radically different from the place I had been to as a kid that it didn't register as the same place at first. This did something to ease my fears, but it was not to last. At least this time I had some warning before I stepped into a stagnant pile of dirty water coated with algae. I saw the bare patches of green, which could almost be mistaken for grass or moss, but I knew better. With both resolution and trepidation, I stepped right into the soupy mixture of dirt and microbes. The water was much warmer and felt better on my covered pant leg. My heavy shoes did much to repel the water without keeping to repel the water without keeping my socks dry. I took this as a good sign. I prepared myself this time. And it was already far better than it was the first. I made good use of the little light I still had. I checked my phone and saw that it was two in the afternoon. I also saw that Jeffrey had texted me, so I put so I put it away quickly. Occasionally there were rocks, tree stumps, roots, or fallen logs sticking out of the water, which gave my feet a bit of a break from the puddles all around me. As I was about to put my foot down on one rock, I had to stop myself short. My foot was about to make contact with a bullfrog nearly as wide as my face. I set my foot down next to it instead, expecting it to leap away, startled, but it didn't. Instead, it sat there, the underside of its throat inflating slightly with each breath. It's hard to say just what it was looking at with those strange bulging eyes. Was it looking at me? Was it looking at anything? Those bar-shaped pupils didn't seem particularly focused. And then it said, Hey, buddy. This here's the stairway to heaven. You know that, right? <laughs> God. Stupid frog. Any anime nerds out there? <laughs> Mushroom Samba is one of the best episodes of Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> the twins see and hear all that goes on in the marsh. The frogs and toads and their eyes and ears. Are their eyes and ears. Yeah, I fucked that up. If you see a fat old bullfrog squatting in the mire staring at you with those side face eyes of his, then that's the twins getting a good look at you. <laughs> well done. Well done. I, I, I feel like they had... Stop staring at me with them big old eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta do that voice. That sounds like I've been smoking a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. Maybe we should bring all the foreplay we use in the bedroom we're doing it right now, <laughs> <man>. Fuck you. <laughs> guys got something you want to share with the class? Nope. Okay. No, I'm just making uh, a joke about how we apparently talk like chain smokers before we are intimate. Uh, <laughs> nope. Ow. <laughs> nope. I looks- Future David, you might want to cut that out. I don't know. Or you may want to elaborate on that. Either way. <laughs> I, I look to my left. There was a leopard frog sitting in the mud about 10 feet away. I looked to my right. I saw a gray tree frog crawling up the side of a dead trunk. Wood frogs, mink frogs, pickerels, spadefoots. There were so many, dozens, if not hundreds of fat, mucus-covered frogs just within sight alone, darting through the water, planted in the mud, creeping among the foliage, creeping among the aluminum foil. Their cacophonous (laughs) calls drowned out 
all other sound. These were brave amphibians. Even if my foot hovered over one, they prepared to crush it into a slimy pulp. It wouldn't move. It just sat still as if I wasn't even there. Distasteful as I found them, I had no desire to sully my boots with toad guts, so I avoided stepping on them, which was no small task. You think you want to avoid stepping on the frogs in order to avoid pissing off the twins, too, right? I've never heard of a pickerel or a spade foot or a mink or whatever these are. This is Prass we're we're talking about. This is Prass's, like, intense knowledge of amphibians coming into play. All creatures, great and small. He knows mm-hmm. them all. He so loves does them all. this does this artist does this does this person this author know know them all? Oh yes. Yeah. Prass is the closest thing we have. No in our no group. no no. The person the, the fictional person. Oh, writing the fictional this person. Story. Yes, this is Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> well, I mean, it's never made clear that. Well, I guess that she might know them. I mean, I mean, maybe we don't know that much about her apart from her uh, where how she. Well, she could if she grew up here. You know, if these are frogs are common to the area. Right, but you you call them, you know, yellow jackets or, you know, you know, you call them local colloquialisms. How do you Spade know sounds like a colloquialism. Fine. So does wood frog. That's Ray. not the binomial nomenclature or whatever Ray. wood frog is. <laughs> what, about, what about mink frogs? I've never heard of mink frog or a That's pickerel. That's a Latin name. Mink uh, is the genus and There's frog no K is the genus. in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Abysme. I hate you so much. Uh, by the fourth hour in, I was starting to feel exhausted. There's no fourth hour in the clock. <laughs> what do you call 4 a.m.? I'm kidding. Fucking read. <laughs> My boots only got heavier as they grew wetter. Even under the shade of the trees, I was smothered by the stifling heat and humidity. Sweat crept down from my forehead and dripped off the tip of my nose. I felt small pricks on my hands and face, only to look and find a bloated mosquito gorging itself on my blood, its backside turned red from the feast. By the time I swatted at the horrid things, they were already full. Ew. Crippling mosquito apathy right here. I have never, ever been bit by a mosquito. What? I don't know what the sensation wait, is. Wait, are you really? shitting me? I, they just don't find me appetizing. you got to be pulling my leg. Like, come ah, on. Ah, dude. I've never broken a bone. I've never had a mosquito bite. Okay, well, I've, I've never broken a bone I, either, which is more surprising considering my day job. But I mean, I've never broken a bone either, but I, like, I went to Florida and came back, like, with, like, mosquito-covered legs, and then when I shaved my legs, it just bled. That's really gross. But, I went to Virginia in the summer. And still nothing. Like That's I don't know why. Insane. Do you I... think if a mosquito was forced to bite you, it would die? It'd probably just die of alcohol poisoning. So yeah. <laughs> I was about to say you're like the typhoid Mary of maybe, two mosquitoes. Maybe that's it. Maybe just drink a fuck ton of alcohol and it repels them. <laughs> I don't know. Or just be an alien. Or that, be an alien from space. That helps. Space alien. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's you. Yeah, it's you. Okay. Above yeah, the it's you. above the trees, the sun was still. Above the trees, the sun was still far from the western horizon, but underneath it was already getting harder to see. I decided the time had finally come to make use of my flashlight. With a flick of the switch, four powerful bulbs blasted a beam of brilliant white light out into the marsh. This was the kind of light I had needed as a kid. I could see with absolute clarity for several hundred feet ahead, at least within the beam's path, until the trees grew too dense. The only downside was that anything outside the light was totally unseen. Mize didn't feel the need to adjust to the surrounding dark, so they didn't. 
If I heard a splash of the, in the water, I had to shine my light in the in its direction to find out what it was, and by then it was usually too late. I don't know why this this um, flashlight helped because you probably need to be in the dark to see these twins. I imagine. Hmm. Well, it's more getting to them. First. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. I gotta admit, one of the coolest things about um, what's happening here versus what she experienced is like two complete opposites. Mm-hmm. Like you got it, like it's fall, it's cold, it's um, in the first story, it's like um, everything's uh, basically muddy and uh, damp, and there's not much light. Where here, it's just completely green and warm, almost to a point where it's too hot. It's it's in a very great contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, is it me? Mm-hmm. It felt like with every step I took into the swamp, my fear seemed to dissipate a bit more. I still understood on an intellectual level the horrible ramifications of what was going to happen, but it didn't seem as repellent as it had before. It was a similar sensation I had after starting medication for my mood. Ooh. It, nothing in life really changed much, but somehow, almost magically, it just didn't bother me as much. As I pulled out my phone to check the time, I saw Jeffrey's text building up from 2 to 7 to a call. I was no longer seized by the guilty nausea that forced me to look away. It was as if I, if I, if it was as if I had finally made peace with the logic of what was happening. I was even going to sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice my life for his. It was suddenly so simple. Wow. What if there's nothing in the forest and she has to go back empty-handed? Then she goes back and... That's the real tragedy right there, if that's actually what happens. I mean, for the most part, it's like she just goes back to her normal life and just says, I was going for a walk in the woods and I got lost, and I'm so sorry I didn't get back to you. It was just... Yeah. She's really putting all her stock in this. Except it wasn't. I didn't realize it at the time, but the marsh was pulling me in, as it had done when I was a child. It had made me forget the desire to go home. The sound reason that would have otherwise driven me to turn back. Now it was causing me to lose fear and dread that had gripped me before coming. To lose the fear and dread that had gripped me before coming. And then there was that voice in my head. A voice not heard, but sensed nonetheless. It filled me with that delightful, naughty curiosity that causes children to pick things up only to drop them. What a funny-looking elm. Let's get a better look. No one has ever been in this deep before. Just imagine the things we might see. Losing yourself is one of the worst feelings in the world, but you don't realize that you, that until you've found yourself again. Ooh, I like that mm. line. I like that. Yeah. That was good. Mm-hmm. That feels like flavor text you would get on a magic card, and it would be really succinct and would like drive a point home. Mm-hmm. I like that. It'd be like a uh, blue-black spell or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, that's a demir that's a demir card right there for sure. Yeah, and while I wandered further into the swamp in that half-waking childlike stupor, a mist was starting to gather around me. In my days, I didn't notice it at first, and by the time I did, I was surrounded by thick, opaque clouds of gray fog, which seemed to come from nowhere. My flashlight, which had seemed so powerful before, became as impotent as the one I had held as a child. Walls of pale mist closed around me, and I was filled with the anxiety of a trapped animal. Wide-eyed and hyperventilating, I stood as a statue, gripping the handle of my flashlight with hands oozing sweat. Damn. Mm. Shit's getting real. Shit's getting real. I heard... Shit's about to hit the fan. Here it is. Splat. I heard something. Something that I had heard only once before in my life and had hoped I would never hear again. 
Rising up from somewhere far ahead of me was the otherworldly call, somewhat like that of a loon. Well, you kind of would have hoped to hear it again because you're here for a reason. Oh, yeah. It would be worse if nothing happened, I think. But A little bit. Man, loon calls are actually pretty eerie. If you Oh, they're, they're so strange. Yeah. Do you want to... Uh, uh, future David, drop a loon call in here. And by the way, I use this is the same sound effect I used in um, in a couple places actually. I think I used it in both, uh, or, or I've used loon calls for effect both in our little Roanoke and um, oh my gosh, what is it? I'm suddenly blanking on the name of the story. Uh, the Good People. Mm, because right. loons are yeah, just they add to the atmosphere when you're out in the woods. You know, the areas where they are. Um, it rose up like a howl before breaking into a hideous, maniacal chortle. It wasn't laughter, even if that's what it was trying to be. Another similar call echoed from afar, from far off to meet the first. In the same way the human laughter is infectious, these obscene cackles egged each other on into louder, more frantic, more disgusting fits. <gasps> the four titties. Here come the four titties. The first call came from the northeast, the second from the northwest. The first one ended only for a third to sound off from the south. Ooh. The second one ended, and then a fourth grew from the west behind me. They bounced in pairs from one point of the compass to the other, growing louder as they slowly closed in. Just then I heard a, the terrible sound right in my ear, like when a f- mosquito flies right up to you. Oh, I hate that. Gnashing their terrible teeth and roaring their terrible roars. <laughs> When, without thinking, I clapped my hands over my ears, dropping my flashlight into a thick pile of mud. Ugh. As the light began to flicker, I felt a dreadful sense of hopelessness as I realized how all these events were repeating themselves. I had done my best to prepare, but it was for nothing. I was just as weak as 36 as I was at 12, just as vulnerable to their wiles. Not much has changed. <laughs> all grew quiet. Stay for the ever-present chorus of the frogs. I slowly realized, as my, my I slowly realized my ears, as my eyes did their best to take focus to focus in the dark. I looked up only to find a ceiling of tree branches, which allowed no light from the night sky to reach the forest floor. And yet there was light here. Looking around, I saw lights like pale blue flames flickering through the trees like campfires. They cast their glow upon the entire forest, bathing everything in a dark blue veil. The light wasn't strong, but it was enough for me to see ahead. I don't know how long I had been standing still, but it slowly dawned on me that I couldn't stay there. It took so much of my strength, but I was able to take the next step forward. Wait, does that mean she's leaving her her flashlight in the mud? Yeah, I think she is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Well, because it's already flickered out. Yeah, it's not doing anything anyway. Yeah, I will say um, the image that immediately comes to mind is in those is in all the in a lot of Japanese folklore where you got those floating spirit lights, those floating blue flames. Oh, they're kind of will o' wisps. So the will o' wisps. I'm getting a will o' wisp vibe here. Yeah, that's when I realized the change in the air. I noticed how it had felt charged or powerful when I first came to the forest, but now the excitement of the air had a tenable presence, as if it was pressing against me. In particular, there was an uncomfortable tingle right around where my neck had met my shoulders, like you feel when someone is hovering just inches away from you, even if you can't see them. This this feeling was made all the worse by the light touch of warm air against my skin. Yeah, dude, this is cat. I'm actually getting captivated at this point. <laughs> this is and this is very similar to the feelings I was feeling um, in part one of just really good imagery and tension. 
of when we are actually in the thicket of the forest. Yeah, good. It's good pacing for the easing into this other world. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. like yeah. it's, it doesn't drop you in all at once. We we go from the natural to the natural, but to the explainable to the, the natural. But yeah, exactly. In we the just, language, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just mm, mm, press. This is great. I'm loving this so far. <laughs> A voice spoke into my left ear, like a friend whispering a secret, though it was anything but friendly. It was a voice without breath that whined and squealed, forcing these noises into a weak and profane imitation of the spoken word. Foreclosure. <laughs> <laughs> Home equity line of credit. Zero percent APR. Equal <laughs> <laughs> equity. Uh, girl. 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 It is just girl. 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 What you done to my... Sorry. Uh, oh, it's me. Girl. That was the word it said before a second. Identical voice spoke right into my... That was the word it said before a second. Identical voice spoke into my right ear. Does girl have nerve? Does a girl have a wish? A man can answer if a girl wishes. <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little confusing because these are short sentences. So, yeah, spine. Does she fear woodland beasts? Does she wish to live deliciously? <laughs> <I'm David. laughs> People are going to get confused. Yeah. And then, and then I was ass- assaulted again with that terrible fake laughter. Though it was merciful, though it mercifully faded quickly. And at the time, I felt that sense of closeness. Closeness. And at the same time, I felt that sense of closeness dissipate. I took in a deep, gasping breath and put my hand on my chest, coughing. I hadn't realized that I was holding my breath the entire time, so gripped by sheer terror. The the real, the real, the release. Ugh, I'm fucking up every sentence. You're fine. Hey, the release. So are we. Hey, I fucked up quint- quintessentially, so like. I'm still fucking it up. <laughs> I'm still fucking it up. So. <laughs> it's a tough word. I, we're all had, we're all friends here. It's all good. Even the listeners, we're all friends. I had I, I I hadn't even realized that I was holding my breath the entire time. So gripped. Oh, I just read that. <laughs> <coughs> Got the black lung pop. The release. The release was so sudden that I nearly fainted. After getting over that initial shock, and it, it had finally struck me. For a faint, fleeting moment, though it felt endless at the time, I had been in the presence in, of the twins. Cool. Mm. Nice. The I heard the soft crumple of tender plants under soft feet from behind. I looked over my shoulder and saw a large <coughs> black shape lit from behind by the blue flames. There was no mistaking its bulky body, long muscular limbs, and pointed snout. A black bear. I've only ever seen black bears on two other occasions, once in the zoo and once in Mount Hood National Forest. But this one dwarfed both. It had to be at least five feet tall at the shoulder. I didn't dare think about how tall that would make it if it stood up. I could just make out the sound of its panting breath, kind of like a big dog. It didn't seem to be paying much attention to me, though it couldn't make out the details of its face due to the lighting or lack thereof. It paced along the edge of of the space marked by the flames. Do we want to call it here? No. No. How far are we in? We are about page nine of 19. Oh, my God. And we Um, just met a bear. No. We don't know what the bear's going to do. No. Uh, so we're almost at the two-hour mark. Yeah. Do we want to? Why don't we? I, I got to. Well, I gotta, no, we're not. We're we're not. That that includes other stuff. 
Yeah, but... I'll make you a deal. Why don't we do one more page, because I'm reading ahead a little bit, and that looks like a decent place to actually make a... Um, okay. Make a break. By the way, I gotta admit, props to referencing Mount Hood. I, I grew up in the Portland area, and I remember actually skiing on Mount Hood when I was a kid, so it's like, oh, damn, mm-hmm. he, he did his research. Yeah. Um, there are bears there. I don't know. I've never seen a bear. I didn't... I've never recalled bears being there, but that's not to say that there aren't, though. I've theoretically seen a bear. <laughs> I theoretically have seen a bear. I, I theoretically when I saw a, a unicorn. When I was a kid, we were in Yellowstone, and there was, like, a traffic jam. And mm-hmm. when I say traffic, I mean, like, a mile of people going, look, there's bears out there. Oh. Down the mountains. You look out to look out, and you look out, and there's these teeny, tiny little spots. So, theoretically, I've seen a bear. That reminds me of uh, Australia, because theoretically I've seen a kangaroo in the wild, but they were way out in a field, brown specks. I'm like, what are those, sheep? And then my friend Lucy was like, no, those are um, those are uh, kangaroos. I'm like, wait, really? Really? I never did get to see a wild kangaroo up close, but I did see a lyrebird. So. Cool. Dave and I actually had a conversation, like, what's the wildest animal uh, that we've ever seen? This was actually It was you. Yes. Have I- you been to a zoo? Well, no, no, it's something out in the wild, not like... Attitude. What's the wildest wild... What's the what's the strangest wild animal encounter you've had? And, like, you've seen... What's the most unusual animal you've seen out in the wild? That's not been in a zoo or in a household or anything like that. Uh, and I think the weirdest one for me is an armadillo when I was in Florida. I've never... And I, I think you had me beat because I've never seen an armadillo. Well, you said toucan, and I was like... Okay, well, that was in Costa, but I was in Costa Rica. That's and they're still like, out in the wild. They're like a dime a dozen out there. That's still out in the wild. <laughs> That's not like it's not like every day people are. Like, oh no no no! You know what? Howler monkeys. You saw okay. Yeah. I saw howler that monkeys. That would be cool. That is. Well, crazy. it wasn't. I didn't so much. I saw a howler monkey, and then that night I heard howler monkeys because mm. they were right outside our fucking windows, and this is what I heard in the night. <clears throat> See, I, I, I lived in a neighborhood that was covered in peacocks, so technically I've also seen peacocks out in the wild. Oh, annoying little shits. <laughs> God, I was I was practicing driving when I at the time when I lived in this neighborhood, and then I had to stop my car because a peacock was in the middle of the road, and I like my dad was beside me. He's like, just just honk at it, and I honked. It stared right at me and gone and stayed there. I'm like, you little shit. <laughs> well. I'll tell you, what about this bear? Let's see about this yeah. bear, shall we? Although this is a good yeah, conversation. This is, this is this is way more important. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, 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 I am legit interested in what's happening. Let's finish this page, and then we'll, we'll call it. I think that's good. Yeah. In any other situation, this would have been the most terrifying thing I could expect to see. But compared to everything else that had already happened, along with what I feared would happen, the bear was positively mundane. Until I remembered what the twins had said. This was something else of their doing, like the cat. That's when I found the strength to keep going. All of this, the sounds, the sensations, the visions, they were the shadows of the dreams that Ainsworth had warned of. I was giving them too much attention, and it was driving me toward ruin. Keeping my eye on the bear, I stepped forward again. It didn't change course. I stepped again, and it kept, and it still kept its distance. In the stories, Ainsworth had given, been given the path to the twins in his dreams. Perhaps he had the ton the same for me, because even though I had no clue where I was... I had no doubt about how to make it through the marsh. Every so often, a tree up ahead would catch my eye, and I'd move to it. When I made it there, another tree further along would have the same effect. This reminds me of the uh, going through the desert 
in uh, Ocarina of Time. Uh, had yeah. to run to all the flags. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, you uh, when I made it to uh, when I made it there. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I Wait, guess. What about the tree is catching her eye? I don't know. In- intuition. I guess it was as if the trees were marked like on a hiking trail, just with something other than paint. Okay. Okay. The path was lit by the pale light of the flames, though they were never seemed to get any closer, no matter how much I walked towards the ones in front of me. All the while, the bear continued to prowl a few hundred feet away, never coming close, never showing any signs of aggression, but remaining ever-present. A nasally snarl erupted from a nearby bush. The sound shocked me so much that I tumbled backwards and landed on my rear in a puddle of swamp water. Two green lights, like neon bulbs, appeared from behind the veil of leaves, joined by a deep, angry growl. A dark shape crept silently from the bush, long and low-slung. What does low-slung mean? Like it's, um, it's, it's, it's moving low to the ground, like its belly okay. hangs. As it moved toward me, closer toward me, the pale blue light fell over the beast. It was a ca- can't. It was a catamount bigger than any I'd ever seen. It was nearly the size of a lion. What's a catamount? I know what a catamount is. It's big, big old kitty. Big old wild cat. A medium-sized or large wild cat, especially a cougar. Still, flat on my backside, we were at eye level with each other. Its ears were flared back and its hips trembled in a way in the way a cat's does before it pounces. No, I hissed to myself through closed teeth. They are shadows and dreams and they cannot harm you. I had to say it out loud or else I would have forgotten it completely. My grandfather told me stories about catamounts in the wilderness around Arietta from when I when he was little when he was a little boy. People feared them more than bears because a bear will take insects, roots, fruits, and carry on before it'll go after a person. A catamount only eats meat and it doesn't scavenge. But there was a but that was a different time, decades past. There were no catamounts, not this far east, not anymore. Ooh. Spooky. They are shadows and dreams, I repeated, and they cannot harm you. I moved my hand in order to reorient myself and get back to my feet. When I did, the catamount flinched spreading out its paws in front, claws fully extended. A whining snarl burst from its mouth as its muzzle curled back to expose a set of full of fangs. I froze for a moment, but I couldn't let that stop me. I set my hands behind and pushed off of my backside. The catamount kept snarling and hissing, but never moved any closer. All the while, I kept saying to myself, they are shadows and dreams and they cannot hurt you, over and over. Therapist says catamount isn't real. It can't hurt you. Catamount. <laughs> if you say catamount five times in the mirror. <laughs> when I was back on my feet, the catamount was still crouching. Its underside close to the ground. I stepped toward it, and though it had kept on snarling furiously at me, it took a tentative step backwards toward the bush. I actually smiled when I took another step and moved further backwards. Finally, finally, as I made further progress. It sank back into the bushes with a low growl, its two green lantern light eyes fading away. Yeah! Nice! It was... Hmm? Oh, our, uh, I thought this was where we would stop, right? Yeah, we're going to call it there. That would probably be a good place to call it, because we're on page 10 now. We've got about nine pages left. It wasn't too bad to read. No, this yeah, not good. at all. Like the, the, the nice thing. Here's the thing: we look at some stories and go, "Oh no!" But here's the thing: <laughs> this is a Prass story, and it and I, I mean, 
when we've read other ones of his before, like they've generally done a really good job keeping, you know, keeping focused and keeping mm-hmm. us engaged. And I'm definitely engaged. I- I'm curious to see what happens next. And the, I, that's why I was like, I actually had to s- stop myself and be like, oh, God, I want to read more. This is really fascinating. Yeah. Like, what is she going to encounter? What is, like, is she actually going to... Like, well, next time we're going to get together, I'm not going to remember any of this. We will recap. It's fine. It's fine. And besides, we're going to get together probably sooner than you think. For sure. Like, I don't want to, like, make any assessments quite yet, but, like, I'm really, really digging the flow. The pa- You know, I'm really sensitive to pacing in the story. The story mm-hmm. is paced very well for what it, yeah. for, for what it is. Some parts run on a little bit, but it's not it's not that it's not that bad because I think he Pras does such a, go- a good job setting uh, mood and tone, with oh. especially with the environments. Like yeah. Yeah. this is this is yeah. good. The easing into this this world is what appeals to me so much about this, and I I like mm-hmm. this a lot. Same. Do you want to like plug anything or? Yeah, oh, since oh, we're, yeah, actually, since we are wrapping things up here for for the time being. Is there anything you'd like to? Yeah. Let the kids know. Um, so if anyone hasn't seen it, I did a solo reading critique stream on my YouTube channel uh, last Saturday, and I will be doing the same thing again this Saturday. Hey. Don't know when this is coming out, but yet it's the 28th, yeah, 28th of Saturday at 1030 Pacific Standard Time. So... If yeah. anyone wants to come join, that's on my personal channel, because I don't want anyone else's channel getting hit by copyright strikes. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And if that gets... My channel gets tanked, I don't give a shit. Yeah, um, this comes out on the 31st. Fuck! Well, <laughs> I'll be doing it on the 4th, too, so whatever. Yay! He's doing readings! Go! Doing readings. Doing readings and critiques. So come on and what's join your, in the chat. They're what, awful. Don't what, go to them. What's your YouTube channel? Abysme, A-B-Y-S-M-I-I. That's it. Just like my name. Search for it. Uh, We, we, uh, both Kayla and I were at the last one and enjoyed it uh, thoroughly. So even if the stories weren't always that enjoyable. Most of them won't be. Mm -hmm. That That clown aside story was terrible. Uh, How do you fuck up clown god? (laughs) How do you fuck up clown god? He's like put in 10% creativity and they couldn't even do that. Womp, womp. For, for, for exciting things like Clown God Disappointment, join the stream. <laughs> I'll put a link to uh, that in the descriptions here. Obviously, if you like what you hear uh, on this, you can go and support us on the Creative Horror Network and check out the other various fine podcasts on that network, including Darkly Lit, The Witching Hour, Midnight Marinara, and Trick or Track. Uh, Creepy Cookie Staff has now been absorbed by like an amorphous uh, blob into Undercooked Analysis, which you probably heard last week, uh, or the, over the last two weeks, I should say, two weeks ago. Um, but if you like what you hear, hey, go ahead and leave us a uh, rating and review on the Apple Podcasts or on whatever podcast app you listen to this on that is capable of doing so. And, uh, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, if you prefer YouTube... We are back there, and our channel could use the the shared creative horror channel could use some more love. Uh, so feel free to go there and subscribe or 
or not if you think YouTube is a big joke, which I still think it is, honestly. Yeah. But you know, I I would rather I would rather people go you know support the podcasts on their own platforms. But hey, if you prefer YouTube, that's why we're putting it back up there so that people can still have access to those. It might not be the whole archive that is lost forever, but I managed to save a good chunk of it. And what I can feel safe to upload, I am re-uploading. So that's my plug. That's my big one. Those are my big plugs. Now I gotta go edit this monster. Yay! Yay! All I want, all I want is Honey Pop 2 to drop right now. Yes! I mean, come on, guys. Hurry. Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinara, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at creativehorror.com. <laughs>